I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm really excited because I get to bring to you one of my coaches, someone who has helped me in so many different ways. We worked together for six months, and Bijal Bilamoria is one of the most powerful souls I have ever had the opportunity of working with. I have had her on the podcast. I think we did two or three episodes back in 2020, a long time ago. And then um, I saw that she was really stepping into her coaching and all her content really aligned with me, resonated with me. And there was one moment where I was like, I think I'm supposed to work with her. And I was like, nah, you know, I've got so much going on with my wife's health and everything going on in her house. So I put it out of my mind and then it kept coming up. I think I'm supposed to work with her. And I almost reached out to her. And I didn't. And the next day, she reaches out to me and we haven't spoken in years. And she's like, hey, I don't know if this is too much, but I keep getting the sense that we're supposed to work together. (laughs) I'm like, wild. Energy does not lie. That is such an important thing to remember. Energy doesn't lie. The inner chi, the life force within doesn't lie. Energy, inner chi. It's a play on words. It's the exact meaning of it. So her and I worked together and she helped me discover my own worthiness in a way. I mean, we healed so many different things, stepped into so much and really actually stepped into myself more in worthiness and love and alignment. And it was incredibly beautiful. She is beautiful inside and out. And I'm so honored to bring to you my friend, Bijal. Well, like I just said, I've had tons of coaches and I have loved them all. I've had tremendous coaches and Bijal, you have been the most impactful coach for me. I think your coaching is amazing. So thank you for coming on the podcast and welcome back to the podcast. It's been, it's been three years. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And, um, every time we talk, even in coaching sessions, it's like we open this vortex and like we, we explore more of who we are and what we're doing. So I hope that we can bring that to your audience today. I'm really excited. Oh yeah. I'm excited too. And I know we will. Um, I guess, you know, when we first met, you and I were both in different circumstances, like totally different worlds. I was a different person. I was such an anger and the masks and the world was changing. And I was like, I had this fuck you attitude. Like, I'm not going to submit at all. Um, and you were in a place, but I was, it was, it was wild. Cause I've always considered myself a spiritual leader. And yet 2020 brought me more into the politics of things. And I got sucked. I felt like in this, I got sidelined or, or sideswiped or I was on a different track and I didn't want that track. And I feel like you were on a different 
track at the time too. And we're both like now in this beautiful parallel or maybe the same track, but it feels very parallel or um, synchronistic. What's been going on for you the past three years, like the journey of where you were when we first met to where you are today? Wow. Big question. Um, On a very high level, I think I've learned how to take responsibility I have learned how to find a sense of belonging, true belonging, not a sense of belonging. I found belonging in my own presence, in my own life. Mm. And I've entered my life, uh, my spirituality, my divinity, my consciousness, rather than entering it through like this sort of bypassed, like jumping up, going into more of the conscious the stream of consciousness, like that crown chakra download t- sort of way. Yeah. I've, I've learned to access it through the human experience. Mm. And to me, that has unlocked everything that I have been reaching for in this life by, you know, we talk about trauma. Um, I don't use the term as much in coaching because mm. the, of the line between therapy and, and coaching, but really the trauma that we hold physically, physiologically in our bodies is, is like neuroplastically wired. Yes. And we've done a lot of that work in, in opening that up. So it's lodged in the body, it's lodged in the emotional body, and then also in the stories we tell ourselves in our mind. Mm. And so the, my work in the last three years has really been a being able to sit with myself, mm. to get to know myself, to be with myself. And I think this informs the crux of the like the way that I coach, right? It's it's about coming home always, about coming home, finding the safety to come home to who we really are. And each one of us comes in. Um, our soul already knows who we're meant to be, who what we're supposed to do, not even supposed to, what we want to do, what we intend to do, what we're excited to create. And it's a matter of being safe enough to say, I'm I'm safe to be seen. I'm worthy to be heard. I'm worthy to take up space um, and then going for it. So that's been my journey. And that's, that's, that's how I want to take people through this experience. But Mm. um, whereas if I just give you like a point of reference in terms of the contrast, I think three years ago, four years ago, I was in, in it in life. Yeah. Um, You know, I was really being asked to, to face things that I didn't want to face and, and deal with things I didn't want to deal with. And I felt, I think a lot like a victim. Mm. And, you know, we know that life keeps pushing you kind of between a rock and a hard place until you say, okay, fine. What is it? What is it that I'm really supposed to do? So I think, I think we met at that cusp before I took the leap before. And I always say, take the lead and take the leap. Mm. Um, so leadership, authenticity, um, and safety is really the journey I've been on and that I lead, I lead my clients through now. Yeah. You've led me through. It's, it's interesting. You're seeing the, the crown chakra, the download living, which is beautiful to now entering more into the human experience. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm just entering that for myself in, in the, fullest authentic way where 
have had such a crazy and intense life and I've been too close to the intensity to be able to look at it for what it is and then to separate myself from that and to go through emotional intelligence world and therapy world and the, the, the religious world and, and the spiritual world. And then I went into the psychedelic world and, and that was, um, and I was a big proponent of that because it, for the first time ever allowed me to somewhat see it. And I thought clearly until recently, but now that I've let go and everyone, I, I am, I have been off caffeine, sugar, gluten, uh, no coffee, no alcohol, no cannabis, no more. I'm not doing it anymore because I finally met someone that I respected enough and listened to enough and was a spiritual master and explained like what the divinity of the body and like what it, all these things are so counter to, you can almost cry, like the beauty of what we are and who we are. And like, we don't even know ourselves. See, humans don't, we don't, we're such naive and kind and loving beings that it's very easily to manipulate coerce control or do do things to us that keep us from that but through your coaching and I'm just a long preamble to say I was really good like when I get readings people like your crown chakra is like blown wide open like yeah that's how I'd have to live and survive like out and then psychedelics I thought gave me a, an in view but now that I've been off and I'm doing this other I guess modality or practice or whatever I'm in right now. It was like, I've looked on the outside of the house and I could see the windows and I could see the furniture and I could see the events and I saw them clearly, but only from a outside perspective. Now I'm inside myself. Yeah. And it is a game changer, a game changer. I mean, I have been a prolific uh, <laughs> proponent of coffee for I mean, I even joke around with my friends like I am a I was a barista for a while. I mean, I loved coffee, but to let go of that, to let go of everything and to finally come back into myself and just feel safe enough to be me. Absolutely. Maybe that's for the first is. time ever. Yeah. I and think that's so. what it is, you know. Um, so like sobriety is another um another path that we can only walk when we feel safe yeah. to support ourselves. And what is that? What does it mean to feel safe, to support ourselves, right. to be an advocate, to be a sovereign being? What does that mean? It means that I am worthy. I am worthy. I recognize that I am worthy. Right. And a lot of times we can, we can actually understand what that means cognitively. We're like, oh yeah, I'm worthy. I deserve that. I, you know, you, you say those things. We use those words. Those are commonly accepted words. Like I deserve this. I want this. I, you know, um, you go after it, but if you don't go after it in alignment with your belief that you are worthy of it, you just keep coming up against walls. And those walls look like either procrastination or they look like um, playing small, hiding, 
you know, they, they look like um, perfectionism. So there's always the story that stands in the way when we don't feel safe to be worthy. Mm. But worthiness itself is a real recognition of truth. Mm. It's a recognition of, of your divinity, of your source, um, of the blueprint that you came into this world with to like, you know, I came to activate this magic mm. and I'm the only one that brings this special sauce to this world. And so like when you feel worthy, you get to play in everything you are and then purpose is achieved, mm. potential is achieved. You're dancing on the edge of your own expansion because you're like, of course I'm worthy. Of course I'm going to be the one that that's going to do this thing. And it doesn't even have to be that outside the box or that ingenious to for you to feel safe to do it. It's just that I can take up space in my own expression in whichever way I choose, because that is who I am. Mm, yes. I love that. I love it. That, and you've been helping me. One of my favorite things is taking notes during coaching calls. So I really track the journey of like where it started and then where I am now And my notes are wild. Like, and, and How do I even say this? It's not, I've always thought about it being more expressive or more like um, expansive. If I have just more expansive, then I will finally get what I want, which I'm, what I'm here, what I believe I'm here for. Well, what the coaching, and this is what I mean inverted before we started recording everyone. I told Vigil, I was like, you're one of the best coaches. You're the best coach I've ever had. And you're like, well, what is it? And I'm like, you help like invert it. And I think the inversion here has been, I thought if I expand more and was more expressive, I'd finally get it. But what I'm realizing is that you're talking about worthiness. Like it's all in the more like I'm internally aligned. And I didn't understand that truly. I don't think if I didn't get off cannabis and, and everyone just with all the trauma I've been going through with my wife and, and her sickness, like I was taking cannabis every night just to like, and I thought it was high vibe, but it really wasn't. I finally caught to the end, like, all right, I've tried it. Not, this isn't, no, it's just, no, it's not for me. So um, anyway, the alignment and the worthiness It must be experienced within and and there's no real cognitive, like I can't use words. I can't be articulate enough to say to someone these, the formula of words to give it to, it's really has to be an experience of one within. Yeah. Yeah. And like the thing is that these in the, and I'm going to speak to this because I know both you and I have come from this world and, and maybe are still playing in part of it is, is the spiritual community who the new age high vibe, you know, like I still love so much of what it is, but I think that there is um, a culture of bypassing. Um, And I'm just going to say it. Like, I think that there is this sort of bypassed way of, of dealing with life and what we have done effectively, I think in just about five months right now, Mm -hmm. we've dealt with shame how yeah. often do we talk about shame mm, in yeah. the mainstream? Right. Right. We don't yeah. talk about shame. Right. We dealt with shame. We have um, 
held space with compassion for all of your shadows, for the dark parts that are no longer dark. It's kind of like that um, analogy, you know, like when you are facing away from the sun, all you will see is your shadow. Mm. Bring yourself into the light, face the light, and you will see the light. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a matter of shifting perspective of focus and how to pour that light onto the shadows pour that compassion onto your darkness into your pain and and heal it not because oh we've like miraculously alchemized the pain that's mm. not what's happening we're just holding the pain and saying i don't need to push you away anymore right right so resistance releasing the resistance like again that's another word that's thrown around a lot in the spiritual space you know no more resistance release the resistance mm-hmm. come into ease and flow and i use these words too when i write but what do they mean what do they mean when we when we move through them uh in the lived human experience it's i have befriended my shame mm-hmm. i have shifted shame to acceptance to forgiveness to love to compassion right? I've um, sat with uh, my pain. And now I know how to love myself. Mm-hmm. It's become this portal to learn how to love myself. Yeah. I think um, some of the most transformative work that you've done is is the inner child work right. that we've done together and really opened up s- stuff that happened, you know, almost four decades ago. Yeah. And said, can you instead of now pushing away that little boy, can Mm. we integrate him? Yeah. Can we finally take care of him? Can Mm. we now uh, embrace the leadership of 40 year old you to say, I am strong, powerful, sovereign, divine, worthy, and capable of taking care of all of my parts within my internal system, as well as, you know, my family, my kids, my wife, my community, I think community has a big been a big thing that's come up, but really nurturing community, like, identifying that you are worthy of leading a community, Mm because that is your soul's desire. Yeah. So it's been such a beautiful experience um, to lead you and guide you through that, because um, you've softened. Yeah, I have really softened. and and become more fluid in the way that you're navigating all of this. Mm. Um, it's really beautiful. Thanks. It's it's been interesting where like even maybe a month ago, I don't know, when I brought up my inner voice was always saying, quit being a little bitch. Just quit yeah. being a little bitch. Like if you're and so if I was exhausted or was tired. I had two autoimmune diseases, three kids running a business, and I would, could barely function. I was in the hospital twice, but that voice kept me going. And then I realized, I don't want, first of all, I'm not a little, I don't like using that term. Also, where did that come from? And helped me understand that that's not, that's not my voice. That's not, um, The, my inner child could never come home, feel safe with that narrative running this show. And and also, I think, I mean, that's that is that is what the realization was. Yeah. But the healing came through understanding that even that voice that said, "Stop being a little bitch," mm. was a protective mechanism. Mm. It was there to protect you. 
it probably got you through many years of your life. Yeah. And a lot of us who are going through this journey right now of, uh, you know, self-transformation, development, uh, awareness, all of this, we recognize that there is not only just the one way of pushing through and motivating ourselves, there's more than one way, there's two ways. Mm. So we can either push through with this negative critical self-talk, or we can start being the compassionate voice, mm. the encouraging voice, the worthy voice. And I le- like, I always think of it um, as a parent, I always think of it perhaps some of the ways that we were parented, right? Let's like we're eighties kids. Um, And let's just think about, you know, the way that we were either coerced or, or like, you know, we were taught to be obedient. We were taught to like, listen, just do what you're told. And the way that I speak to my kids now is very different because I recognize that I'm actually setting the baseline for their inner voice. Right. right. So I will encourage them. And then I take cues from my parenting. And I always say parenting is a is the catalyst to being a better, better to yourself. It's a mm-hmm. it's a journey of healing yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do we talk to our kids? Is the same way we should be talking to ourselves. Yeah. 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 It's a great point. The um yeah, the spiritual by the bypassing, you know, but I think the getting back to that concept anything can become spiritual bypassing coffee can become spiritual bypassing like when we strip away every additive that we've taken into ourselves and make ourselves feel a certain way so that we can operate in this this realm when we let go of those and this is what i'm experiencing right now and really understand what stillness is. I couldn't find stillness when I had caffeine in my system. I, I couldn't find clarity when I had cannabis in my system. I couldn't find um, a state of stasis and, and getting back to fasting when I had so much sugar and gluten in my system. I mean, there was just so many things in my system where I knew for five years, I fasted from Sunday night to Tuesday morning when I, and I was having a hard time fasting again because just the degradation of my gut biome or whatever it was. And I've realized that we, I don't want us to buy, I don't want humanity to bypass anything anymore. I think that's the thing. I want us all to come home. Well, let's, let's take it back to like the fundamental physiology, right? Mm-hmm. If we are regulated, we are in safety, right? Um, and our we our nervous system is signaling to our our brains um, and to all of our resources that we're fine. When you are fasting, your body's not saying, "What the hell are you doing?" Mm. Right? It's like, okay, well, there's food there. We're safe. Everything's fine. Okay, so. The same thing happens when you are in a state now, let's move to the next state of fight or flight, which is kind of where you've been playing mostly Yes. in survival. Mm -hmm. Um, So everything's either like is a threat. So you're perceiving it as a threat. You're either arms up and I'm ready to fight you or Mm -hmm. I need to back the hell off and I'm out of here. Right. But when you're in that state and you add caffeine to the mix, what does it do? It just heightens your sense of unsafety right it just heightens everything right um and so i think if i if we bring it back to that concept 
if you're consuming caffeine consciously from a place of safety, you can work in tandem with yeah. that experience mm-hmm. through presence, through uh, trust. Self-trust is a big one. Yeah. Um, and and enjoy it. And it can become like sort of a ritual or an experience that you are having right. rather than avoiding. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Right? Yeah. And um, I think you've had a lot of those moments. I think you've had a lot of those moments where you're like, hold on, I'm doing this in survival. I think I just sent you uh, a message yesterday or the day before. And we said yesterday, I think it was. And we're talking about how you are really entering that expansive space. And you said, I'm really excited and nervous. Yeah. And I said to you that the body physically registers excitement and fear in the same way. The way that the the body will interpret how to perceive it is through the stories we tell ourselves. Mm. And that's the subconscious programming. That's our conscious programming. It's the things that we have on repeat. So if you are doing something that's exciting, like let's say you're speaking on a stage, it is exciting. It is what you want. And you are like, I'm safe. This is who I want to be. This is what I'm meant to do. You're going to be in that safe space. You're going to like your body will perceive it as excitement and really utilize it and Mm. and go with it. Right. It'll become that intrinsic sort of inspiration, motivation um, push. However, if the story is I'm terrified, Mm. I'm absolutely petrified of going on stage. What will people think of me? People are going to think that I'm crazy. I'm not going to be able to get the words out. You can feel viscerally, I'm sure, in your body as I'm saying this. What happens to your nervous system? Your nervous system says there's a threat. Mm. And so now it's perceiving that excitement or that sensation in the body to be a threat. And so it shifts your nervous system in a different state. So the, the experiences or the emotions themselves are neutral. The stories charge them and then inform us as to how to proceed. Do we need to run away? Do we need to fight? Or are we safe to be who we are? Hmm. It's fascinating. The, um, let's see, I'm going to read the last notes from the call because one of the things I've had a hard time not <laughs> defining or not, um, qualifying words that I want to use, you know, especially coming from Christianity and and using certain terms that I don't want to be associated with that dogma. And I don't want to be associated with that, that religious frequency, but you said something so beautiful said to detangle from the conditioning and releasing the charge. And I love the word charge. It's so fascinating that charge can be a positive or negative thing. It's like, if I release that charge releases, essentially a negative release is not something taking on the charge the and that charge comes from the fight or flight the charge comes from really the fight i in my experience is like mm-hmm. that charge is like there's going to be a fight and for and and i've realized like as my energy is shifted and my frequency frequency is shifted because when i started this podcast I got trolled when I put started putting content out. I would get trolled by just random people. 
but no one trolled me harder than Christians. It was crazy. I mean, it was like, I was like, what is going on? Um, and I realized because I had the charge. So I was like bringing these words with my fight or flight energy. So I was bringing these words with a fight and I was attracting the fight. And as yeah, I learned to release, I don't get trolled anymore. Absolutely. And and also like it is the, you know, the the human brain has the instinct of let's stay in the familiar known because mm. that's safe. Yeah. It, because it's predictable, right? I know from A to B to C to D, that's that's just how it's going to play out. Yeah. Now, if you go play over there, that's like some other language. <laughs> You're right. going from, you know, like point one, two, three, four, and I have no idea what's out there. And effectively, like if we're talking about the podcast in terms of your audience, and especially Christians who are like, this is the box of safety and you're playing outside of the box. Yeah. It can be, it can be so triggering, right? Yes. Because their identity is wrapped and the identity is staying safe as long as you play here. Yeah. And that is an outside experience, but it happens in like in within each one of us, we have the internal experience of that. Right. So as soon as we veer out of our normal safe space, yeah. as soon as we try to do something new, as soon as we try to be someone a little bit different, all of your alarms go off and you're like, that's not safe. We don't go into the unknown. Right. And so even if I ha I'm living a shitty situation, I know if I think these thoughts, I have these emotions, I have these beliefs, I act uh, with these behaviors, um, and all of these patterns work together to create the same result time after time after time after time, which is, I would say 99% of the population is this is how we live yeah. with with the survival with the cortisol with the with the fight or flight always yeah. on, right. And you might be living a terrible, maybe not terrible, but less than less than I, desirable yeah, life, right, right. But right. you would stay in that because it's familiar. Mm. Um, and we don't do this consciously. This is just kind of how we're built. This is how we're wired. Yeah. And this is why consciously navigating your life, becoming aware of the subconscious program, becoming aware of the subconscious beliefs that are silently informing all of our thoughts, all right. of our decisions, all of our behaviors that's when we actually step into a place of true awareness. Mm. And what is awareness? Awareness is consciousness. When you separate yourself from the conditioning, when you separate yourself from the ego, and there's nothing wrong with the ego as long as it's in its proper place. Right. right. The ego is there as a tool to execute tasks, to wake up in the morning and know how to brush your teeth without utilizing all the resources of the brain to relearn that action. Right. So the ego is there to serve its purpose and the rightful leadership should be with our awareness, with our divinity, with our soul, with our consciousness. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's really just putting things in proper place. And when we do that, that's alignment to me. Right. Even um, in alignment feels so good. It feels that's why I've said it's exciting. And like, I feel mm -hmm. excited. It, it, it's like, whoa, like we're about to take off and I can feel it. And I'm not trying to do anything. It just feels good. Alignment feels good. Yeah. And that is, that is the key. Um, it's not pushing. We're not, it's not a matter of principle. I thought it was a matter of principle 
Mm. My my whole life, I I was always trying to push to this like we have to do it the right way. There's the best way, the the very best way, and that's there's nothing less than that would be good enough. Mm. Um, and I always thought that we should be able to attain that. But now I realize that each of us has our own guidance. Mm. Guidance is the emotional guidance that we have. Yeah, yeah. Right. Our emotions show us where we are vibrationally. Mm. So if we feel joy, we're in alignment. If we are frustrated, we're probably a little bit out of alignment. Mm. If we're depressed, we're probably quite far out of alignment. Yeah. And what does alignment mean? It's 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 like being in the leadership of your soul, letting the right part of you be the leader and having everything else line up. Mm. So like if there's an imbalance there, yeah, there's going to be um, an alignment issue. Wow. But yeah. it's so simple. It's so simple when we when we're just able to say, "Hold on, how do I feel? Where am I feeling it?" And and then opening space. You know, we've done a lot of somatic work as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was kind of a trip for you in the beginning when we started doing that. Yeah. But I think really opening space for the body to speak mm. is um, one of the tools that I find the most effective. Mm. Because this, in our society now, we've completely bypassed the the wisdom and the guidance of the body. Yeah. The higher self was an interesting, that was the first time I'd ever mm -hmm. met the higher self. And yeah. I can see him right now. Um, that higher self... The way you did it was, and, and everyone, I'm going to say this now, and I'll say it at the end, work with Beejal. Call her, have a call with her, like work with her. Um, it's truly tremendous. But that higher self, it's funny because I, you know, I coach and I lead these things, but it's so beautiful. We all need someone else to pour into us. And so none of us are isolated. I've operated so much, even though I've had tons of coaches, my default is like to not reach out to disappear to go try to figure mm -hmm. out myself and all these things. And I'm trying to reach out more. Actually, I am reaching out more to people and I'm, and I started asking for help when I needed help, but the higher self, I'm tying this all back to the higher self. I, it, without having that visual and understanding and seeing it and it is true because it was, it's as it's as true for me because it's as real. Cause I can see, my higher self right now and I close my eyes and I can see it in that guided meditation that you led, uh, led me in. That was so helpful because it put in context, my current state versus mm -hmm. without that, I could always see my inner child, but my inner child, and it was just my inner child and me where I am right now. And that was like, uh, I've invited you in, but hold on. <laughs> You're trying to come in because I got to go fight again, or I got to go deal with something again. And the seeing the higher self put almost that same relationship with the inner child to myself now as myself to my higher self. And it was really beautiful. Yeah. And what, what we do effectively by doing that, we draw our awareness out of the ego consciousness, mm. out of the, the lens of the ego, right? And I'm just dissecting a little bit that exercise that I do. I, I usually do it within the first or second session yeah, uh, I work yeah. with anybody. Um, but it also, it, it serves to show you what it feels like to be different. 
Mm. What it feels like, not to be different, but be different from the way that you've been operating, but it also shows you what it feels like to have the relief mm. of being who you are. And that, I think, in in all of the clients that I serve, if there's a common experience in terms of what do I want, I want relief. Mm. I want to have that moment of exhalation where yeah. I can let go and say, I got it right. I'm doing the thing. It's happening. I'm, I am worthy. Yeah. I am expansive. And what we do is we tap into the greater part of yourself, which mm. each one of us has access to, but we haven't been taught right. and practiced into how to access those parts. So in terms of the, I think the reason why I coach the way I do and um, literally the, the efficacy of it is in that we combine the energetic yes. with the somatic and then the mindset. Mm. We can't do one without the other. Right. Because what happens is like, it's like almost like trying to separate the fingers of the hand. It's yeah. like, oh no, I'll just take this off and, and we'll go over here. And it's like, no, we all have to move together. We have to move together. Um, and when we do that, that's, that's, you know, where you get that uh, massive shift. Yes. Yes. And you feel it. How did you, what was your journey into this space? Like, how did you learn all this? So uh, it's a good question. So I am a, a certified life coach. Mm -hmm. I did my life coaching, um, but I have studied uh, Joe Dispenza's work. Mm -hmm. Right. So, mm -hmm. so now we're getting into the science of spirituality. And mm -hmm. to me, that, that was a game changer cool. because I was able, and I, I didn't just study it like Tim, I'll give you a story, um, personal story, but I'm happy to share it. Um, in 2021, I lost a uh, feeling in my hands, in my legs. Um, and I had like sort of pins and needles all over my body and patches and, um, and I, uh, ended up in the hospital in the ER and they ran like MRIs and like all the scans, they did all the scans. Um, and then I was in with a neurologist, uh, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm. And, um, at that time, they thought I had MS, mm. but they're like, we just need to like, they're trying to figure it out. So I go where I go, I go into meditation mm. and I receive a message and I'm told, just write, mm. your writing will heal you. Mm. Right? And at that time I had kind of disconnected from from my writing and all of that. And so I went into writing and I continued meditating. And then I used uh, Joe Dispenza's um, healing of the energy center meditation. Mm -hmm. So what I was able to do through my writing and then through the, the practice of connecting to the unified field and really calibrating and upregulating my own cells and my own body to the field. And that's the field. And, and I'm using these words because I think you can see the overlap between the conversation we just had and what, what I'm saying now Yeah, is that what we're doing is 
we are connecting to the greater part of ourselves, which is no different than me and you. We share that. Yes. That's the shared part. Yes. And so we're overcoming duality by experiencing oneness. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, mm. by doing those meditations, my symptoms uh, slowly like went away. Um, I went back uh, for a follow-up a few months later and like I was in and out, but then the neurologist at the hospital said, we just can't figure it out. Mm. We can't figure out what's wrong with you. There's doesn't seem to be anything wrong with you. And let's just kind of leave it. And if anything comes back, just come see me. Mm. <laughs> and I know, I know what I did. And I don't tell the story very often, but I know what I did. Mm. And I know the power of what I did. Right, right. And right. I feel like that should be taught in kindergarten. Yes. Yes. Like, and I and I say this kind of anecdotally because I have a child in kindergarten, but I'm like, there's these human life skills that increase the quality of our lives drastically, but we don't we don't know about them. Right. Um, and so through that experience, it opened up this whole world. And uh, you know that I have been um listening to following Abraham Hicks. Yeah. For many years so that was probably one of um you know one of those teachers that really opened the door mm. to fight the world of energetics in terms of vibrational understanding law of attraction and right. um but really going deeper with it rather than just kind of that you know i'm just gonna vision board something it's like how do you right. how do you do it from within um so these are these are probably the big pieces of of how i how I have learned to be this type of coach. Mm. I've always meditated. Ever since I was a little girl, I knew I was meant to serve in a greater capacity. I just didn't believe it. Mm. I thought I was just making up stories. I just thought, I thought, who am I to do that? Like I'm full of shit. Um, but I do it, I hope in a humble way that I'm like, I want to be seen and I want to be heard because I believe that by doing that, I know I can, I can change the trajectory of people's lives and improve the quality of their lives and allow yes. them to come home and feel safe in, in who they are and the yes. life they're creating. Yes. Um, and that's important to me. So that I yeah. think you just said is the um, inversion that I'm talking about. You said you want to be seen and you want to be heard so that you can bless, you know, do what you're doing to help people. And that is the paradigm shift that you've helped me see where I was like, if I just help more people, then eventually I'll be seen and heard, but I don't want it. But like I said, we were talking about money on the last call. And mm -hmm. it was like, if someone gives me money um, and I saw myself on stage and playing music and, you know, bringing this beautiful event for people to heal. And I saw them giving me money, but I said, it wasn't for me. It was for others to like bless others. And then you ask, well, what would happen with that money? And I'm like, well, it will help them be free or it'll help them heal, help them be free, you know, help them experience the love of God. And you said, well, it's really would help me feel it would heal me. It would free me and it bring me into the love of God so I can bring others with me. And it frees me to live a life of service. So it was like an inversion Hey, sweetie <laughs> it was like an inversion of how i saw it all 
And that's so beautiful. And it's okay. I think this is the permission that you also gave me to say, it's okay. Yes. I want it for myself so that I can experience it and then bless others versus I was, that's what I meant. Like the expansion or the expression, if I just kept blessing others, but I wasn't aligned to it being okay for myself to receive this um, first and foremost, um, I was never going to get it. Yeah. And we come from this world where we, um, the virtue of selfless service. Right. Right. Um, and it's like, it's almost like this holier than thou sort of thing that if you want to be of service, then you have to be so humble. And so, you know, um, there's a word, but it's not coming to me, but that's the idea. And how can you own your power, own your gifts? Um, you know, we we're given these examples all the time, but a rose will not be any like less beautiful. It won't, it doesn't need to be less beautiful to smell beautiful. Like it right. doesn't need to be less. It doesn't need to lessen itself so that right. I don't know, a, another flower can can shine. Right. Right. And all of nature owns its beauty. Yes. Yes. Unapologetically. Yes. And I feel like coming into this human experience um with our purpose. Like let's not forget that we we every single one of us knows that we are here for a reason. Yeah. And before I used to think that purpose was like this big daunting thing that if I fail, then I'm screwed. Mm, yeah. Now I realize yeah. purpose is actually purpose is joy. Purpose is freedom. That word liberation that is thrown around so much. Right. What is liberation? Liberation to me is letting go of all of the stories that hold us back. Mm. What do other people think? Right. Right. That's a big one. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. Everyone yeah. comes into session like I'm terrified of like what my brother thinks or what my, you know, yeah. my friends think or what, like, how right. can we be free of that? Yes. How can yeah. we be free to move about the world as we want, as we are in a way that brings joy to our own being? Yes. Yes. And what does that do? Um, and you know, like I love saying, be the lighthouse, be the lighthouse. What does that mean? Be who you are so people can find you. Your people will find you when you are yourself. Yes. When we try to fit into these other sort of, you know, boxes, let's just say, yeah. fit into boxes where we don't belong, um, a round peg in a square hole, right? Is, is yeah. that the, the phrase? Yeah. yeah. But we're always going to feel out of place, unaligned, not on purpose. Right. And so like, the freedom just to be ourselves to me that's purpose yes yes and also i feel like part of my joy is to invite people out of the boxes to come play yeah i feel like i've gone into all their boxes learned the boxes understood them and i was like we don't have to be in with they people within the boxes don't benefit from being in the boxes long term only the people that make the boxes benefit from people being in the boxes long term and you know to that to your point i find that when you're in it in the box you think it's almost like you have to remain remain loyal to the box right you can't yes. go to any other box and i felt that way um coming from 
the conditioning that I did and the way that I did. Mm-hmm. I felt like there's only one box. If you want to be in this box, you stay in this box and you commit to the box and you are loyal to the box. Yeah. Yeah. Then now I feel like, what if it's like, what if it's like yoga? Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a yoga class and I know yoga is a way of life, but let's just talk about it in terms of like a class. Like I go to a yoga class. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go hear another spiritual speaker right. on stage. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to take a walk by the lake. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to engage in other my own meditation practice. Right. These are all available to us. So even those on the religious in in the religious um, path, which I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. Um, I absolutely do not think there's anything wrong with it. I think there's value everywhere. But how can we remain open to see beyond the box? Yes. Right. Can we remain? open meaning can we be comfortable with the expansion and like the big part of growth is being comfortable with discomfort yeah so like i've been doing more lives on instagram my own my own journey but like yeah it's it's confronting for me it's quite it's like you know i've not so much now but I had to work through that. And then I had to translate again. We talked about physiologically that excitement and fear is the same. So I had to change the story and say, this is me being of service to the world. Mm. This is how my people find me. This is how I let people know that I can help them. Yes. And it's okay. Right. Um, Yeah. I just, I just think that story. Right. Yeah. It feels as if um, very soon all the beauty that you, me, so many are standing for. I mean, countless, how many, I don't know. But there are so many people that are standing for such a beautiful transformation to take place within the human soul and body and experience. And if I'm... I feel like it's very close. Do you feel it? I think it's happening. It's happening. And I yes. don't think there I changed my thought this morning because of you. I said, uh, sorry, I didn't mean you. you be, I mean, just massively impactful. But I said um, something like, yeah, it's, we're creating it. And I'm like, no, it is here. It's here now. We're experiencing it now. Yes. Yeah. But that being said, I don't think we're in some, I I do think this is a special time, Mm. but I think every point in time is a meaningful, special time. Mm. So I think to glorify just this period of time, it it is a play of the ego, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we're in an a never ending process of expansion. Mm. But those of us who choose to play on the edge, who like that rush, our souls signed up for this well before we even entered the space. Yeah. I'm going to be a creator. I'm here to dance on the edge of expansion. I'm willing to get uncomfortable. I'm willing to roll my sleeves up. Mm. I'm willing to hear other people say other things and i'm i'm willing i'm willing to hold the vision Hmm. i come in with faith yes i come in with certainty 
I come in with resilience, whatever it is, right? But like, we're always dancing on the edge. And there's like, you know, even in a sales cycle, like you and I come from a sales world, my background is marketing, but there's like the early adopters, and then there's the late crew, and then there's like this, this, you know, the scragglers at the end. Yeah, but we're kind of the early adopters. Yes. In this space of consciousness is the way that I see it. Yeah. And there's always going to be the early adopters. Mm. But like, let's not kid ourselves. There are people who come into this world. I identify that way. So do you. And a lot of people like to say they're light workers. And there's all these other terms. But we came in to be at the leading edge. That's where we want to dance and play. Right. That's fun. Some people like jump off cliffs. Yeah. Yeah. Some people surf. Some yeah. people, you know, drop four grams of shrooms. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I am here to play on that edge mm. and I want to help people play with me. I love it. I love it. How can people find you and connect with you? Yeah. Um, so the best place to find me is on Instagram at infinite light coaching. And from there, I am very receptive and open to DMs. So you can message me there. If you're looking to work with me, I'd love to talk to you. I always feel like just having that face-to-face conversation, we do it over Zoom, but it's really nice um, to have that moment where you can just unload and share what what is on your mind and heart, um, where you're at, where you're feeling stuck, the challenges you're having, but also who do you want to be? Who are you really? What do you want to create? What's the big dream? What's on your heart? Um, and we'll have that conversation and it's, uh, Lucas will attest to that. It's a nice, easy conversation. It's just a warm space for us to connect. Um, and then we can see if one-to-one coaching is, is a good fit for you. Mm, I love it. Well, I cannot speak highly enough of your gifts and your coaching and your intelligence takes an intelligent mind and a beautiful heart to do what you're doing. And so thank you for the journey. And it's been a beautiful one. I'm really like looking back on our notes and our calls and it's like, oh my gosh, so much. So much and so much more to come. Like this is just the beginning, right? Like you are, you're really at the precipice of something beautiful and big. It feels good. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And, um, it's been such a joy. It's always a joy to be with you. Um, I also want to tell your audience, like, keep keep your eyes peeled for what Lucas is about to do. It's going to be amazing. It is amazing already, but mm, big things you. are in the works. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. Thanks. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Oh, my goodness. And I can't wait till we meet in person someday. That's going to be really yeah. fun. That's It'll be, be a big hug. Yes, it will. It'll be amazing. Thank you. I love you. And I will put everyone, I will put B. Joel's contact information, her Instagram um, info into the show notes, but go to infinite light coaching Coaching. at Instagram. And uh, thank you. I love you. Thank Thank you so much. I love you too. Well, everyone, I'm going to put her link in the show notes. Dear sister, thank you again. Thank you. Eternally. Thank you. And I love you all. I bless you all. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey, walking this journey with me. There 
there's a lot of heaviness in the world. What's happened, this devastation that happened, sadly, in Lahaina and um, Hawaii, fires everywhere. These are false flags. These are not natural. These are created. The, the amount of control and device control that the, the reptilian elite have on this planet is beyond comprehension. Harp controls the weather. Even when I was in China a few years ago, they said they cleared out all the smog in, in Beijing and Shanghai for the group that I was with. This is real weather manipulation and all the things that we were seeing. And it's sad because us as humans, the divine light that we are, sadly have to live with the effects of the, the weather, which I think is a play on words. I'm really sitting with we ether. The, the weather is the ether. But anyway, they're manipulating the ether. These dark magicians are manipulating what we are experiencing. Then we have the food poisoning and we have media lying to us nonstop. The barrage of lies, the sickness in the foods, the 5G network, all the things that are the EMFs. It, it seems like it's overwhelming. It seems like it's too much. And yet, hold on, dear brothers and sisters, because God is showing when it seems too much, when it seems complete, when it seems absolute darkness, his power will reveal itself in such a mighty, absolute way. It will it will eviscerate all the darkness, all the lies, all the poison, all the sickness, all their control systems. But God has to show us in contrast, because if we didn't feel the heaviness of all the dark consciousness, we truly could not rest eternally forever grateful in God consciousness or Christ consciousness. So that's what's going on right now. And I send you all love. And again, Bijel, thank you so much, dear sister. I love you so much. And everyone, so many cool things are in the works with the podcast, um, with the show. Like I keep saying, I'm going to rebrand the show. So the links won't change. But the show will change to the Lucas Mack show instead of the Golden Rule Revolution. It's time for me to no longer hide behind the brands that I create, but actually step in fully as I'm learning that I am safe, that I am protected, that I have two massive angels, my brothers standing side by side with me, and they've been with me my whole life, and I will, will continue to go forth with them. So many cool things are happening. So I just ask you to... Stay tuned, continue to follow. If this message, if, if you know someone who needs Beagle's coaching, please share this episode, share it far and wide, like, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, rate it if you can give a rating. All these things help. I'm not consistent in asking that for various reasons, but I am asking that you step into this. I love you all. I bless you all. I am Lucas Mack. And for now, this is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.